Wayne. Today we're talking about vanity and the evolution of the beauty industry. Get excited. Yes. So how have you guys seen how the beauty industry has kind of evolved in your own times or in your own experiences? Well, since I'm the oldest and have been around uh, in the 80s, like I was actually present during the 80s. So I I was able to see like the transition from that to the 90s to the early 2000s and so on. Um, So in the 80s, it was definitely the height of diet culture as far as like Atkins, South Beach, um, and really trying to get your body down to a certain size. Like that was more the focus. Um, And now as an adult, looking back at even Playboy magazines from the past, uh, they showed like a variety of body shapes. Um, Not necessarily sizes or sizes are pretty standard up till about the 70s, like around 79. But then the 80s Playboy magazines are very streamlined women. Like they all had breast implants. They all like looked exactly the same. Um, They started using hot lights and like glamour. Glamour photography became a thing where it was like super bright and yeah saucy that way so i think i think that that era was the time when the the society i guess tried to streamline women to look exactly the same it's interesting too because in the 80s that was kind of the beginning of the whole breast implant situation Mm -hmm. and then there was i don't know if you guys heard about this but there was like a bunch of recalls from that time period and there were so many women who had all these like health issues they had only tested them i think on rats mm-hmm. before putting them into people which is like kind of scary is like and i know there was a giant lawsuit i'm not sure what the company was well, but there's still a lawsuit oh there's still yeah there's still people that are getting them taken out as a result well, it, or... it's a foreign object right so, yeah mean... yeah and the crazy thing about that too is like they will they will rupture is the word yeah. they use but it's, it's actually been proven um that they cause a lot of autoimmune disorders yeah and if a you get silicone, coming out. it can literally get into your lymph nodes. And, like, that's yeah. all the way from your breath. Like, to think yeah. about how that would have gone through your body. Yeah, so that was the, probably the biggest thing was the increase in, like, that I noticed was the increase in plastic surgery from, yeah. like, from the time I was young yeah. till now. And now it's, like, every second person basically also, has some sort of, yeah. like, aesthetic The Kardashian done. effect, I call it. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the effect. last, like, 10 years with them. Like, yeah, now the body standard is to have like a tiny waist, like a huge booty, like and like big hourglassy or have fat in the right places, yeah. as yeah. they call it. Yeah, exactly. And that was like actually, um, if you look at the history just of beauty standards in general, basically every ten to fifteen years they will change, yeah. like for different mm-hmm. body types and different aesthetics. Like if you look back in the twenties, it was all about having like a thin, more boyish figure, like for the flapper girls. Thirties yeah. came along, and then they were like, "No, now you need to be like plumper because that shows that you are like you have more money and things like that during the right. depression." Uh, and then it went back again to like a smaller body in the sixties with like Twiggy mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. And then it, yeah, and then the supermodel era was the eighties to nineties, like Cindy Crawford and stuff like that. The girl next door with the curves, yeah. and now it's like the amplified curves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but why that happens is because the people that have the most wealth basically dictate the beauty standards. So they would say, oh, I don't want to look like I'm like everyone else. So what can I do differently to like set myself apart? So that's Mm -hmm. like, especially now it's easier with surgery and stuff like that um, to set yourself apart and kind of set the trends a bit more. It's crazy too, because I remember you shared something on Facebook a while ago, Terry. It was like, the something about cellulite and how it was invented oh. and that was in the 80s too like i feel like that was just maybe like a time period where that was like a shift from like the natural to kind of this artificial like idea of what we need to look like and like 
inventing things like that. When they focus, yeah, basically with every shift of marketing, they're like, what is a problem we can create so people yeah. will buy our thing to fix it? Yeah. yeah. Either either being surgery, a weight loss product, a makeup product, hair yeah. shampoo even, like it goes right down to shampoo. So like basically capitalizing on people's insecurities. Yeah, we'll because psychology is we all we default to the negative anyway. So mm-hmm. they're like, cool, yeah, like yeah. everyone does that. So yeah. why don't we help them, mm-hmm. quote unquote, um, to not be that. But the thing is, because they change all the time, it's a never ending cycle. Yeah. Of- well, the crazy thing with the cellulite was that like before that, thinking about that concept of cellulite that we all as women know about now, and it's like very, like in my head, I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I have some or whatever. But it's like people like 50 years ago didn't care about that. That was just skin or that was just like whatever. Like nobody like thought, yeah. oh, this is cellulite, it's a problem. It's a, I have to fix this. It's something to do. And like thinking in the future, like what are all these problems going to look like? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I also think, like I always said, like beauty standards and body image, things like that are very much a first world problem. Yeah. Uh, or I even think, like, when you're in the middle of a crisis, you're not like, oh, I wish my waist was a size 28. Or yeah, my, oh, my, I wish my skin looked nicer. No, you're like, I might die. So I need to survive. Like, you don't care yeah. about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So as far as the first world goes, we have a lot of things that come easy to us. So we don't have to worry as much about our survival as other countries. So now we're like, oh, I'm bored. So I need a purpose. So what can my purpose be? I will fix this thing that's constantly changing anyways. No, I know. It literally makes a false sense of purpose for your life in a way. I also find it interesting that the beauty standards tend to change depending on where you live in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I know like in Asian countries... being lighter skinned is like a thing that everyone wants like, like, there's a lot of skin bleaching products yeah. i personally was one of those people who used to use those because really yeah when i was younger i was like i wanted to be light lighter skinned i am pretty fair skinned for a filipino but um do you know why that is ah uh, it's be- i think it's because usually the people who were po- more poor were working a lot outside so like the wealthier were obviously inside and had that's correct. Wow. Yeah. And then so the opposite to that in the West is that people are like, oh, like you yeah. need to be tan because yeah. that means you can take a vacation. Yes. That's like so you travel and take vacations a lot. So the darker your skin looks as far as tanning goes, then the more well off you are because you're living a leisurely you're life of traveling and seeing. That's so interesting how that differs. Like for even I know like some black people will even lighten their skin, too. It's like. Why is everyone trying to get something that they don't have? Like white people want to be darker and then like black people or brown people want to be lighter skin. It's like, what are we shooting for? There's not a consistent yeah. target at all. Like it's all literally, it's, I think it's a mess. Like it's like, I don't know if yeah. it's like whatever you don't have, I guess, but it's like. The grass is always greener. I know. But it's not, is the point. So, but that even goes back to sizing and things like that. Yeah. I did that Instagram poll where people, most people that responded to like, what size do you want to be? Or like, I can't remember the exact question. Yeah. But the main, the majority of people were like, oh, I want to fit into, I would be more confident if I could fit into a smaller size of clothes. And I, but the weird thing was I had people that were like a size 22 wanting to fit into a smaller size, like an 18. I had people that wore a size 18 wanting to fit into a 16, size 16 wanting to fit into a size 10, size 10s wanting to fit. So everybody always wanted to be smaller. Yeah, no matter what size. Regardless where it is. So like, even if as somebody that is like a larger size wanting to fit into a smaller size, once I get there, I still won't be happy because that's not what you're actually looking for. Yeah. Right. It's that validation on the outside and all the externals. So what do you guys think is the most upsetting slash disturbing trend right now or that you've Um, seen? Disturbing 
or upsetting or something something that you kind of I see mean, and you're like oh this makes me there kind of sad. Ha- I, I feel like there is an influx of the lip injections and the breast implants thing mm-hmm. um i've definitely seen girls overdo it with the lip injections they'll just kind of get too much and it almost like I do have lip injections. Yeah, and I do think. <laughs> but why? <laughs> oh no! Well, okay. I well, I do think it does. It can um, make your look a little bit more amplified, and like I have seen it on people where it does look good. It doesn't look bad, but I've seen also where people can get almost like addicted to like making it bigger. It's a very addicting. Just it's addicting. It's, as I tell people, I'm like, don't start with the injections mm-hmm. because when you start, you literally, and then in your head, it's like, you don't see what's like, yeah. it's that disassociation. Like, oh, I want more, I want more. Yeah. And you don't like get really? it. It doesn't look. Yeah. Because you remember even after I got the done, they were very, very. Yeah, prominent. they were. Sorry, I'll have to show you photos. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't, I don't think you'll like it very much. <laughs> I'm okay, thanks. But it's that idea of like, I don't know, having control over your face, but then you kind of forget that it like, you look, I don't call them clown lips because like they were so big and like when I put lipstick on, it was very, very dramatic looking and like, it was just, I don't know, but why I think I was trying to distract from other issues about myself I didn't like, and that was an easy kind of outlet for that. Yeah. Well, I think the lip injections thing became big too because of Kylie Jenner. You know what I mean? She Her look changed really drastically in the public eye and everyone was so shocked and like intrigued at the same time. And there was like haters and people who loved her for it. And it's like, that's where I found that the incline of people getting lip injections became like this huge fad. Yeah, because yeah, she has a lot of influence mm-hmm. on people, whether and like war- when she, warranted or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when she took out her fillers, a lot of people did too. It's like, that's so insane. That I know, I'm not really sure why she could keep getting my filled or not. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't know if they're going to look weird now if I let them, yeah. like... I think she's just... Maybe let them be what they are. Yeah. I think they... But I think what happens is, like, coming off that, I, I just think of it, like, even when I used to wear mascara every day, and then to see yourself without mascara, yeah. you're like, oh, I look sick or not awake or whatever. Like, it's hard to get used to what you actually look like, nor- like yeah. normally without makeup on or things like that. So... Um, but it's just a process of being like, I do look okay like this, yeah. and this, I also look okay. One is not better than the other. It yeah. is just different. Well, they're both you, but it's harder because you're a brain, you're like, I don't want this other because one. Because somebody has told you that one is better than the right. other. Right, and then you've internalized that, right? And that's what you're using to build, like, your thoughts yeah. about yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. One of the tr- the most disturbing trends to me, and I may get people not liking it, I don't care, is uh, how easily people can get gastric bypass surgery um nowadays it's like for anybody that's over a certain size it's like you should do this like doctors will be like do this Mm -hmm. thing and they make it really easy to do covered by is it i'm not sure how that works but i just know i just yeah yeah like just how easy it is yeah without doing the mental work necessary to prepare yourself because it's an easy fix to to a like a lifetime of like it's all mental it has nothing to do with the actual body because when you lose all the weight then you have all the skin because you usually lose it really quickly right but if you haven't put in the psychological work um to deal with that then you're going to be hit with some really bad consequences mentally um and then the other thing that happens is the amount of health risks like you're purposely yeah. going under the knife to look a certain way yeah. regardless what kind of surgery it is like you like i don't even want to go under the knife for life-saving surgery like i don't yeah. that's exactly right but you're right. like you know what but it, if it will make me more so the one thing i get to even was like yeah. breast implants your body your choice do whatever yeah. you want but uh when people are like well it would just make me more confident why the hell are you holding all your confidence in your tits that was me that literally yes, was that... me for so long. Like I would, 
I would look in the mirror and I would just feel so like insecure and I'd be like, I hate my titties. Like, yeah. and I would just like dream of the day that I could finally get boobs. And it would actually like cause me a lot of mental pain because I was just constantly thinking about it and I'd see it everywhere. Right. Like, and because you're always looking for it. Yes. Like, yeah. It was, like, it was horrible. Like... But now I feel like I've learned to accept myself and you know i feel like i as i've gotten older i guess your body changes too so now i feel more comfortable but more importantly your brain changes so i tell oh, everyone you know what if you're thinking about getting surgery whatever tits whatever you want yeah. get implants of any kind whatever wait till you're like 27 or 28 because then your brain is actually fused back together and you can actually think about the consequences and actually critically think. But when you're in your younger years, you're like, all you can think about is how good it will feel right now. Like and you don't, yeah. And you don't really think about the, the necessary consequences. Yeah. It's the yeah. same reason why most people say around 27, 28, they're like, Oh, why did I hang around with those people? Like, I, like, why did I try so hard to get people to like me? It's because your brain finally came back together and was like, wait a minute, that's not healthy to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I always say, just wait. And then at that point, yeah. if you're still thinking about it, like yeah. do your research and just make sure. But like critically thinking about it is mm -hmm. the most important. Like why, yeah. why is your confidence coming from your tits? Why is your confidence coming from your butt? Why? Like, yeah. like, let's talk about that part of it. But nobody really stops to question it. They just say, oh, it isn't. It's hard though when you feel like you're kind of stuck because it's such an easy fix. Like I don't read the whole thing. It's like, it, that's an easy... I also got injections. This is so bad. Yeah. I got I did get injections into my jaw, like um, to try to like make the muscles relax so mm -hmm. it would get smaller. Oh. I know. That's How long like, does that last? Uh, like three or four months. But mm -hmm. I did notice it was like slowing my face down because I, I don't like how like structured my jaw is. I feel like it's very like big and it bothers me. But like, I don't know. So it's weird because I feel like at the time when I was doing that, I was very like lost. How old are you? Uh, last probably, year yeah okay. yeah it was like about <laughs> so 22 yeah 20 yeah 22 yeah so i don't know like i started low projections when i was 21 i think see if i when i look back like when i wanted breast implants if let's say i had the funds available which i technically did but i just never did um i feel like i would have gone for it if i had the funds available like if it was easy if i didn't have my credit cards that i was trying to work on paying off because that was always a thing for me I was dreaming of the day that I could pay off my credit cards, not so I could travel, but so I could get my tits yeah, done. Yeah, that was literally me too. Isn't that like, like insane? I'd rather get my tits done than travel the world at that point in my life. Like, yeah. That's so messed up. But it's like the world. why. Exactly. Why was that taking up so much of my mind? Space. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest question in, in regards to any beauty like standard anywhere. It's just simply asking the question, why do I think this looks better than that where does that come from where did i learn that that looks better than this like yeah. who like and really thinking about it but the thing is we don't we just accept it as mm -hmm. fact and assume that well everyone else is doing it so i should do it too well and the thing for me was like when i got i worked at hooters right when i was 18 so obviously that's a very you know the environment is kind of just like provoking it but they literally said to me like you need to wear a push-up bra to work if you have a push-up bra because like, you just don't have big enough boobs like you need to like and so that like definitely put that idea that I needed that to get mm -hmm. the positive attention that I guess came with that job in some ways. But yeah, it was a very conditional acceptance in a way. Yeah. The other thing is with beauty standards, like, yeah, you do this thing now, but your body's 
going to change anyways. That's why I've always said, like, your body is a biological organism that's just responding to whatever you put into it. It doesn't Mm. care about beauty standards. Yeah. Your body is, that's not how your body works. It doesn't know that Kim Kardashian looks like (laughs) this. And so the waist will go down to this size. It doesn't know that. And all it says is like, oh, you're either starving yourself or you're bleaching your skin. Like that hurts. Like, so here's how I'm going to respond to that by either giving you a rash or like, like it's just going to respond because think something's wrong um but i think we forget that our body does not know what a beauty standard is and just reacts in the only way it knows how to keep us alive we take it personally yeah in a way which is it's weird that we make it an emotional thing when it's not it's literally a biological response yeah carry with the science always awesome (laughs) brains Um, and bodies so how important do you guys feel things are kind of now for you as far as like beauty standards in your life do you feel like it affects you well, it kind of influences my job. Well, that's um, true. Like, well, in, in the opposite way in that I'm trying to help people undo, like, years of learning this. But also as a photographer um, that runs a business where I know women won't buy photos unless they look a certain way. Yeah. Right? Uh, which is something I've struggled with the last few years, which is why I'm in the process of rechanging that. Because now I'm contributing to the same problem that I'm trying to fix. Right. Um. So I'm... Yeah, I'm working against myself. It's hard because then that makes that second image of themselves in someone's mind too, right? Yeah. Like it's like, they're like, oh, it's comparing. Like our worst days, right? Yeah. And like, so then compared to like a really nice photo, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, exactly. So that influences other people's version of beauty standards influences my work that way. What about the way you see yourself? Oh, I don't, it was weird because like when I first started getting into body image, I just remember one day looking and being like, oh, I don't know the last time I actually looked like oh, you're a body. Like, for me, it never was really a big issue. I was never really big into makeup or, like, hair things anyway. Like, I don't know. That was never a big deal for me anyways. But I think finding a purpose and helping other people definitely took took that away from me. Like, like having to focus on myself because I was so busy focusing on other people and helping them yeah. that I didn't, I didn't have time to put myself down and hate myself because I was trying to lift other people up. Well, you have that purpose to fill up that free space. Yeah, exactly. So when I started help, that's why, I, that's my advice to people. And they're like, Oh, I keep having these bad body image days. Go out and help somebody else because you're helping somebody else. You don't have time to focus on your own bullshit. Yeah, literally. That's, yeah. that's so true. What about you, Nicole? Are there any trends um, you still follow? Are there anything where you feel like it still influences you? Like, I don't feel like I necessarily follow the mainstream because I don't. I've never gotten work done, and I've tried my best to, you know, love the parts of me, even though it hasn't always been easy. Like, I've had my insecurities obviously over the years, um, but I feel like going to the gym really helps me mentally, not only physically. So, like, that's why I go, and it helps me. Um, stay sane basically um, yeah. and like beauty trends like I do makeup right so um, that's kind of hard right because it's kind yeah. of similar to your defense because you're like yeah you're like I do like to present myself in a nice fashion I like to dress nicely I like to do my makeup nicely but the other person may not be the same and like that's cool too so I think it's all about accepting your own beauty and not necessarily always following what's on trend, but what is comfortable with you and what makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever find that like you wear, I'm just curious, this is like mm-hmm. what I do. I find there's times where I will wear like a bunch of makeup, like yeah. I'll like cake my face. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And I like notice and it's when I feel I'm insecure, like yeah. I'm, I'm afraid in a way, like I will yeah. like cover. I notice that. 
Yeah, a it's, it is a mask. And I do this. I notice it now because I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm feeling insecure. I have to put on a fake one. Yeah. So I'm wondering, do you ever, do you find that? Because I know you do wear um, makeup sometimes. Yeah, like for me, I think makeup is a tool to help you feel more confident, but it's not going to make you feel 100% confident. I think yeah. it's only like a portion of the pie because from my own personal experience doing my makeup, yeah, like when I'm done doing my makeup, I definitely do feel more confident and I feel ready to face the world. And even doing people's makeup for shoots and stuff like that. Like I see the difference in their attitude and like the way they like kind of talk when they see themselves and they just kind of have that little extra pep, mm-hmm. which was already probably there, but this just helped them get there. And for me, um, I was never comfortable like going out in public really without any makeup. Like I'd always do concealer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then over the years, I feel like I've become more comfortable seeing myself in both lights that it's like, I have to, you eventually learn to accept your face when you see it more often with no makeup. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the important part is that is like giving your face a break also and saying like, and and telling yourself like, I look just as good today as I did yesterday. I mean, just taking out any adjectives. It's like, that's because then it's just just you. Like you can be this way, but you can also be this way. Like Mm -hmm. there's not even like, it doesn't even matter. Like to me, I'm like even putting like good except to me, I'm like, Oh no. Like, that's when, like, photographers use, well, makeup artists, too, before and afters. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, I would just say, you now, you then. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's like, it's not, one is not necessarily better than the other, it just is. Yeah. And another thing on that, too, I notice is there's a lot of, like, social shame with, oh, if you wear too much makeup, then you're a cake face. Oh, but if you don't wear enough makeup, then you look you look homely. Like, where's yeah. the balance? Yeah. Women know? have that for everything. Yeah. The clothes you yeah. wear, the size you are. So there's like, no, yeah. yeah, it's like a personal, basically at the end of the day, it's a personal preference. What the yeah, fuck do you exactly. like? Yeah. Do that thing because it's about you and exactly. nobody else. If you want to slay your face, slay it up. If you want to go au natural, then do yeah, it Like, up. if it's a fun, creative outlet yeah. for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you feel like it's a way of like expressing like something, it's like, it's positive. Yeah, like, I love doing my makeup, like, it different depends on my mood too right like mm-hmm. if I feel like being more fierce like I'll do like a red lip I like love doing red lips because it just makes me look more glam and yeah but then when I feel like being more natural like usually well, my daily makeup routine is just pretty basic now based on your feels yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's super interesting how I know it, things change it depends on your lifestyle too right like if you yeah. are going to be out and about in front of a lot of people like obviously you may feel more comfortable doing your face some Which I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, see, when I speak, when I go on camera, when I do anything, like, I'm like, no. Because really? I've done it before where I've had makeup, but because I don't wear makeup literally ever. Yeah. So when I do, I literally feel like it's not me. Yeah. Like, even mm-hmm. when I've had photo shoots and I've had my makeup done, I'm like, I don't, like, yeah, I look good, but I'm like, eh. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not me not, because, not I, because I don't it. see myself like that. That's true. Um, when, but if I'm going to speak in front of people about beauty body image and like uh beauty standards and yeah for me it doesn't make sense to make yeah. myself into something I normally am not yeah yeah but again it comes down to that personal preference yeah. what is right for you and for you as far as makeup goes you actually get joy out of the process of doing the makeup yeah, yeah. like that to you is like your time yourself to yeah. like you know whatever and it's like out. art yeah. like yeah. basically yeah. instead of painting on the yeah. canvas you're yeah. on your face yeah. um but for some people they feel they have to do it um for whatever reason and it's like oh god i have to spend two hours doing this no you don't have 
And at some point it shifted for you into like, no, okay, I'm actually enjoying this process. I used to take almost two and a half hours to get ready. That included my hair and makeup. And now I feel like I can't, like I just spent half an hour, maybe less than that daily, like just doing my makeup. And I'm like, that's so awesome for me because I always used to get stressed out when I was getting ready because it was just every morning I had to get up extra early just to do my face, just to do my hair and like make sure I was ready for the day. Yeah. Like that's a lot and of two time. hours. Yeah. Two I think that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot. In a week. Know. That's like a lot. In a year. Like that's like, that can be time to make your point towards something right? else. Like that's, that's insane. A, it's a difference. That's crazy. I, I did the same thing though. Yeah. It's insane how it's like your ideas of yourself like totally shape yeah. your habits like that. Yeah, so I was trying to like challenge myself, but I feel like I'm kind of using it as a mask or something. I'm like, okay, I gotta like take it off and just it's not. Just like everything else, it comes back to being self aware too, and like yeah. acknowledging like, oh, does this actually make me? Because I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's yeah. the idea of why you're. Yeah. What, the, what are you getting? The intent behind yeah, it. Yeah, and makeup should be fun too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or whatever you use for like self care, it should be like something you're doing for you, not for anybody else. Yeah. So affirmations today. Yeah. What is our affirmation for the day, Jill? Well, I am beautiful is a really good one just because it's. But you're much more than beautiful. Yes. Oh, you have? I accept myself as I am. Oh, that's a really good one. I like that too. Get get your recipe cards out and write it down. (laughs) Um, Also, I will not let others define my beauty. You know what I mean? I think that's super important because it's like you have to define that for yourself. And I must find the days when I take less time, that's when people. Kind of compliment me the most or they give me the most positive mm. you know what i mean yeah because yeah. you're not distracting you're like trying to shine whatever yeah. you have you look whatever. like you yes yeah Sweet. any cool. other thoughts on the beauty like it's like such a big topic I yeah know, we could keep going, we on, keep this, going but on we're at 25 on. minutes so we should probably stop <laughs> beauty love yeah. it okay all right well that is how we're gonna end the day so stay tuned to next week and we'll see you guys later and follow us on instagram well i just always put that at the end like we have the pre-recorded outro but well then goodbye you can say it again if you want adieu you can say it again okay follow us on instagram at oh my goddess podcast And the website. Just so ready to go. And the website. Oh, and the website. website. (laughs) Ohmygoddesspodcast.com. Because you can see all the previous recordings that we have there as well. Yay. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.